At some point, every single person deals with loneliness, the feeling of being left out, unwanted, and alone. When these feelings come, how can we deal with them? Today on Ask a Youth Pastor, I sit down with my friend Ben Corson to hear his thoughts on loneliness and how Christians can face it with courage. All right, I'm here with my friend Ben Corson. He's a guy that God is using in crazy ways all over the world. He's a published author, public speaker, pastor, and a dear friend, and probably the most positive person I know. Uh, welcome, Ben Corson. I love you so much, Aaron. This podcast is going to be so much fun. I miss you, and you're the real deal. And everyone listening to this podcast, listen to what Aaron says because. He's a great communicator on the stage and on the microphone, but every bit as good of a man off the stage and when the microphone's not on. So I love you. Dude, you are so kind. I'm I'm so glad that you're on this show because this show is Ask a Youth Pastor. And I actually, I consider you a youth pastor because you shepherd so many young people as you travel to speak. And, and especially on social media, you're kind of a new breed of pastor that we're seeing nowadays, which is the, the online social media pastor. And you do that so well, man. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, because I wouldn't consider myself with the official sobriquet or designation youth pastor, but you're right in that I feel like, you know, Paul the Apostle was using the highest technology of his day with the Persian mailing system and the dictating of letters, and the new wave of that is social media. So uh, reaching young people through social media, I'd say our main age group is like 18 to 24, so... Uh, that definitely falls under the designation of youth. So, and yeah, even just live speaking to young people is my main, my main thing. So that's perfect. Yeah, I've been so blessed. Um, when I started doing youth ministry, um, I think that's when I first started meeting you. You started coming to camps that we were doing up at Green Valley Lake, and the kids in my youth group were always so blessed by you. So thanks for all your years of service doing that, man. And I'm excited to keep keep hearing you and keep watching what oh, you're doing. Well, yeah, and this is just the beginning of our of, of our hangout sessions. Even though we haven't hung out in like a couple of years now, we're gonna we're gonna rekindle our epic friendship uh, of seeing each other and talking to each other. And um, I, I've just been following you from afar on social media lately, and am watching you kill it. And also just uh, hanging out at camp and stuff has been a blast. So I miss you. I miss you so much. And we, we have to hang out more, and I mean that. And now I'm saying this on the record, <laughs> on the microphone, because now everyone knows we like if, if we don't hang out soon, I'm going to be ticked. Right. Now it has to happen. I'm going to start mm-hmm. bugging the Calvary Chapel guys down here in Oklahoma to bring you out for a camp or something. So we'll we'll make that happen. But uh, Let's do it, dude. Why don't we get into some questions? Let's go. Okay, well, I'm going to do the hardest one first. Uh, a student sent in today on Instagram. Who is taller? You or Ben Corson? Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to go well, with you're, Ben, you're, probably. You're, you're taller in the face spiritually because you are a giant of the face. Oh, my so gosh. I would go with Aaron metaphorically, but me biologically. I'm 5'11". I'm going to guess you're 6'3", 6'4". I'm 6'2", actually. Oh, well, you, you're, yeah, you just seem like a, a giant. It's my, it's, it's, my magna, it's my magnanimity and greatness as a human being that makes me seem taller. The hair so probably I'm adds a few inches, right? You do the I'm hair straight up, so. Yeah, that's true, too, dude. That definitely, honestly, it's there. There we go. <laughs> All 
Okay, well, here's a serious question. A student sent this today on Instagram. She said, I'm dealing with loneliness. I feel totally alone at my school. I constantly feel hopeless. What should I do? Yeah, that's like right up my alley. Um, the truth is we were not destined for isolation. We were destined for infiltration. Mm. And if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Because we are better together. Two are better than one, the Bible says. In fact, in the book of Deuteronomy, it says one can put to flight a thousand, but two can put to flight ten thousand. So the master of the kingdom is you accomplish ten times as more when you're going through life with, with somebody else. So a lot of times we think we want to disappear when what we really want is just to be found. Hmm. So it can be very easy when we don't feel like people understand us to withdraw into ourselves, to retreat into ourselves. And I definitely know that when you're, when you're hurting, you want to, you want to go in solitude. Hmm. It's easy to lick your wounds, you know, but I want to encourage you that when you feel lonely, you are never less lonely than when you get alone with God. And then when you go on friend ventures with God and squad and you surround yourself with the people who are building you up, this makes all the difference in the world, who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, it's interesting how, how uh, Henry Firestone, Henry Ford, and uh, Thomas Edison all shared summer homes right next to each other. So <laughs> they didn't live next to anyone. They lived next to each other because, you know, the, the this titan of industry, an automobile uh, entrepreneur and inventor and the, the creator of the light bulb, perfect light bulb, they're all choosing to, to have a convocation of the congregation together because when you have that mindset of, wow, like, I'm going to get around those people who are not going to beat me up because of my failure, but build me up in my faith. Hmm. When you surround yourself with other titans, that makes all the difference. So I just want to encourage you, if you feel alone, number one, remember when things are falling apart, they're actually falling into place. And if you look around you, if you have eyes to see, you might just find there are people who are in your near vicinity and proximity who do care about you, who do love you. Hmm. And uh, I want to encourage you to get with those people uh, and um, you're loved. That's really good. And and I want to take it to like a really, a really practical place with youth because I feel like you know, I don't know what your experience was in middle school or uh, high school, but for me, I personally felt very lonely a lot of times and very insecure about myself, my looks, my appearance. And, um, you know, there's all different types of high school students. For some students, they might hear what you're saying and think like, okay, I've got options. There's people around me. I'm a pretty outgoing, friendly person. I can make friends. But what would you say to somebody who just is so insecure they feel crippled by it, where they feel like they can't make friends no matter what they do? Yeah, I would say that um, you're you're not meant to fit in. You're meant to stand out. If mm. you're if you have some insecurities or oddities, I always like to say your oddities are your commodities. Like <laughs> own your oddness. Um, there's three mentions of left-handed people in the Bible, and back. In biblical days, being left-handed was a curse. Um, <laughs> but but these these three left-handed people all come from the tribe of Benjamin, and the name Benjamin means son of my right hand. So all the left-handed people come from the right-handed tribe, mm. which made them even more odd. And not only did they have a curse, but they were in the wrong-seeming tribe. And yet, uh, interestingly enough, one of these three guys was named Ehud, 
who killed the mighty king of Moab, Eglon, after 18 years of oppression. Right. Wiped out 10,000 lusty men of Moab, the Bible says. Wow. And the reason he was able to do this was because historically they would usually frisk the, this sort of TSA palace guard. They would frisk your left hip if you were a right-handed guy because you draw your sword across your body. <laughs> so because right-handed people were the honorable ones who could appear before the king, usually he would only frisk the left side. But because he had his sword on his right hip as a southpaw was the very reason he could sneak a dagger into the presence of the king and accomplish his like, Delta Force 1, Navy SEAL Team 6, DEFCON 1 mission uh, be- because his oddness actually was his strength and i want to encourage you that if you if if you seem to be out of place you're the left-handed guy from the right-handed tribe god may just have a special mission for you um to, to actually stand out if you can't fit in and he had found that in his own life Wow, that's such a refreshing message for any like high school student or middle school student because we're so insecure about the things that make us stand out. But you're talking about how God can use those things and redeem them. And I think that kind of goes into, uh, you wrote a book about this recently, right? What, what was it called? I actually just wrote about the topics we're throwing around and it's called Optimisfits. Optimisfits. And, um, and it's about igniting a fierce rebellion against hopelessness. And what I do in the book, and uh, it's available at, at my website, but what I do at the book in, in the book is I basically uh, outline a character dramatist persona of some of my friends who pulled me out of isolation mm. and taught me the art of fun ventures. Because <laughs> I believe that fun is fundamental and that, that fun is not just a cherry on top of the cake. It's not something that you move on from the more mature you get. It's actually something you move deeper into the more of a world changer you become. Because right now, people commit suicide once every 40 seconds. Mm. Um, one in four people approximately over a lifetime will be on some sort of antidepressant medication. Wow. And the mental illness industry is booming. So ultimately, we're losing our ability to have fun with meaning. And uh, that's that's actually why I write about this in Optimisfits, because it's such an important topic, not only to this generation, but to me personally, because I, um, I in, in high school, I was like super social, but it wasn't until afterwards that I got uh, very isolated mm-hmm. um, and, and, and started kind of retreating more into the deeps of my own person and Mm. and my friends helped pull me out and that's why i wrote this book that's fantastic man i'm excited to read it are you going to be doing an audiobook of it yeah i actually just talked to the publisher and um and yeah i'll be recording that soon so it doesn't come out till march 19 cool um but but the pre-orders are up and ready to go so all right i'm super pumped and i'm assuming that's bencorson.com or is it hope generation bencorson.com or you can go to basically anywhere amazon barnes and noble whatever and just type in optimist so it'll be in bookstores everywhere as well but yeah you can pre-order right now at the website too awesome you've been listening to ask a youth pastor this show is produced by the good lion podcast network if you have a question you can send it in at our webpage goodlion.io forward slash ask a youth pastor this show along with many of the other shows we produce is a non-profit ministry of the good lion podcast network and has said creative our mission is to consistently get free content and resources out to the body of christ our ministry is supported by listeners like you if you'd like to support what we're doing visit goodlion.io forward slash support
Thanks for listening. God bless.